Okay, everybody, before we start the spotlight on Uncooper, I want to quickly gloss over something that I've become a part of in the last week, and I'm very proud to put my name to, um, and that is Spawn Loot Repeat. Now, you may have seen a logo that I tweeted out um, with a coming soon. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, please do. What Spawn Loot Repeat is, is pretty much as the um, logo shows on the screen, your source for Daisy news and content. So we are going to be trying to fill a bit of a void at the moment of one place to go to find anything and everything. Streamers, content creators, screenshotters, modding, you name it, we'll be putting it in there. If you've got any suggestions, the Twitter should be flashing up on the screen now. Send them a tweet, let them know. We are very excited to be doing this and bringing it all forward for everyone in this amazing DayZ community. So pay close attention. There'll be a stream in the next few weeks where we'll be telling you more in detail, but pretty soon we will have a website that will be going live that you can all sign up to. If you're a content creator, an artwork designer, anything like that, and you've got some great screenshots or whatever, you can upload it all on this one website, which is going to have anything and everything to do with DayZ. I'm very excited to be a part of this, and I hope you all find it as useful as we intend it to be. Now, without further ado, let's start the interview. And welcome to the next installment of the Daisy Spotlight. And this time we are shining the spotlight on the one, the only, my fellow Aussie Antipodian, Uncooper. Coops, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good to be here. And we are playing on your test server for Daisy Down Under. Yep, it's a bit spooky. There's a hell of a lot of zombies, mate. Oh. <laughs> there we go, I'm just taking one out now. So what have you been up to, mate? Uh, just working on videos, building these servers, helping out the community. Yep. And not much else. No worries. Well, mate, we're going to stick to the tried and true format, and we're going to start off with finding a bit about you. How old are you, buddy? I am 20 years old. 20 years old. You're a young'un. I'm a real young'un. I'm old that enough to be your dad. I'm old enough to be your dad. I think you're I, the same age as my dad, you know. I'm 45, mate. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, family, missus, kids, anything, or just um, parents and that? Yeah, just got a brother, sister, parents, usual. No missus, no Mrs. Uncooper in your life at the moment? Look, I'm searching. Uh, she's out there. Ladies, somewhere. ladies, you've seen him on My the DMs podcast. DMs are open. He's a handsome man. <laughs> Hit him up on the Twitter, on the on the Discord, on the Pornhub, on the Grinder, whatever, whatever takes your fancy. I'm on all platforms. Same terrible spelling. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, mate? Uh, right now, not much. But yep. uh, I, you know, I specialise in like IT and media producing. Yep. A lot of freelance stuff there. A lot of freelance stuff. Yeah, I know you've been doing um, emotes and some other artwork for some other content creators around there. Yep. Anyone yep, in particular? Anyone we would know of? Ah, nah, I don't really want to brag. No, um, no, no, seriously, mate. This no, is I, I honestly, do don't, I don't do it enough for it to be... Yep that widespread but if anybody wants to contact me i could hit you up with maybe some video editing or something i don't know no worries so mate obviously we know you're um you said even you know your line of work is more it sort of focus do you have any other hobbies outside of gaming though um i guess other than like filmmaking uh, not really 
Um, in the past, I really liked cycling, but yep. uh, in the recent years, I don't really have a bike, so that's kind of died off. But yeah, not really. Okay. Part of my life. So the big question I have for you, mate, and this is also a viewer question, which I'm going to bring up um, now as Mondian. Um, also, I'll, I'll word it the way as Mondian worded it. What the fuck does Uncooper mean? What is the origin of that name? Uh, it's a really boring origin, and it doesn't have any actual meaning. I was signing up to Club Penguin when I was like 10 years old. Yep. And I needed a name because my childhood nickname, KJ, was taken. It's yep. a pretty common nickname, so I needed to come up with a new one. And I just started writing down syllables on a notepad and throwing them together, and I liked the sound of Uncooper, and I just spelt it like that for some reason. And it's kind of stuck. And pronounced it like that as well. I remember when I first heard of you um, some time back, I thought it was Unquepa. Yeah, that's a really kind of, like everybody struggles with it, and I don't blame them at this point. Kind of like curse myself, but it's grown on me. Part of my identity now. It is, and that's um, a big thing, mate, getting your own unique identity. Um, it's a hell of a lot more interesting than me, mate. Mine's just my surname um, and my year of birth. So I am about as boring as you can fucking get when but, it comes to my name. It's an identity. Yeah. You know, you identify with it, and that's that's important with an online name. Yep, exactly. Okay, so who or what got you into gaming, mate? Um, well, my dad uh, had a Sega Master Drive yep. and a PC and like, like played a lot of RTS games and FPS games in the 90s. And um, so when I was born, like I'd, I'd watch my brother play the, the Sega Master Drive, like play Sonic 2 and stuff. Yep. And watch my dad play StarCraft Brood War and uh, an Age of Empires 2 reskin called yeah. Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. I loved Age of Empires. Yeah, yeah, well, basically, I didn't know at the time, but I was playing basically Age of Empires just with Star Wars units instead of yep. medieval units. And uh, yeah, I just kind of grew up like, I remember being like three years old and playing that game and setting up custom missions on that. So uh, beyond that, uh, just kind of, you know, it's always been part of my family to be playing games. Yeah, and that, you know, pretty much the same as my house. Um, you know, I introduced my son to um, gaming. Um, probably the first games he can really remember is me playing Far Cry 2. Um, I used to let him take the wheel and drive between places and inevitably he would always come across a bridge and crash it on me. But I didn't mind because <laughs> we were playing together. Yeah, it was oh, fun. Man. The very fun. first time I saw Far Cry 2, my friend was showing me that you could start wildfires and it blew yes. my mind. That, I still remember that as well. The fires in that game were amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you'd go to an outpost and blow up the gas cylinder and then just watch the fire just spread and, yeah, taking out the enemy and causing explosions of ammunition. and Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Still one of my favourite games of all time, Far Cry 2. Speaking of which, what is your favourite game of all time? Is it DayZ? Um... The thing is, like, I don't really have like one particular favorite game. I have just lots of games of different styles that I really enjoy. Yep. So as far as like survival games, uh, DayZ is probably my favorite with Minecraft a close second. I know it's like pretty basic, but it was a big game. I actually just probably got back the, into Minecraft. Probably my most played game, honestly. I spent years and years just playing that every day. Yep. Yeah, lovely. I got, I got into that in like 2010 when it was just entering alpha. Modded or vanilla? Um, I've always been more inclined to play vanilla i've played a bunch of mods but uh specifically like the beta versions from 2011 i love those yeah very simple 
So what was your first PC, buddy? Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you. It was just some like 90s computer that could uh, just about run Unreal Tournament or Halo or something like that. Yeah. But oh, I'd have no idea. What are you rocking now? Uh, it's a pretty shitty like 2012 style computer. It's got a 3570K i5 so, and a, a 680 Ti. So yeah. it, it like just about runs everything on medium settings just fine. Still records fine, but I'd like to upgrade. It does, but it does the job does the job you produce some good videos mate so you can't complain if you're still doing the job oh, yeah, for a pc that cost me about 250 dollars to build that's really good yeah yeah and what about consoles you've been much of a console gamer um well after the sega mega drive we we got a playstation 2 and i grew up on that yep uh playing like star wars battlefronts and jack and daxter and ratchet and clank games and then i had a wii for a few years towards the end of the 2010s playing mario kart mm -hmm. but i've always been more of a pc person playing rts and fps games on there yep and now i own a switch for zelda and that's about it cool okay so why did you start making videos uh i'm not really sure why am i making videos I don't know, I might quit. Um, no, I was just seven years old, and I think Dad, like, oh, we had, like, cameras and stuff lying around the house, you know, just, like, standard digital cameras. Yep. So I'd pick them up and record, and then Mum would growl at me for filling up her memory cards. And then, uh, yeah, I'd just make, like, silly, dumb videos. Like, I watched YouTube when I was around, like, 2008, 2007, when it was all just kind of dumb skit comedy. Yep. And so I'd just emulate that and make parodies of things and they're all terrible videos and of course i was like 10 years old so they're uh, yeah they're really not good but um from there it was like 2010 2011 i started let's win gaming youtube started to really become a thing yep and of course as a kid and you're know, playing minecraft and you're starting to see minecraft videos become popular you want to try it yeah so uh i don't know over the years i just started to mess around with it more and and in about 2014 i started this channel specifically to make videos that just like I wanted to make videos that I enjoy and hopefully other people would enjoy them too okay and what about streaming what got you into streaming ah uh, I'm not a streamer I know you're not mate but you do dabble in it <laughs> what do you what do you say what you're saying um, um, twitch is my holiday home but um, YouTube is my house yeah something like that yeah I don't know I, I've been around since like the beginning of stream or no, i don't want to say beginning of streaming online because of course there was like radio in the early 2000s but like before even uh justin tv was a thing i knew about ustream.tv mm -hmm. and as being a kid i thought i'd be able to make a really popular actually there was a <laughs> i don't know if even if you know about this show but someone and someone watching this will know uh the lizzie mcguire show from disney in the early 2000s no all right there, there was an episode of that where her younger brother had held like an online live stream show. Yep. And it had all the, like it had like hundreds of viewers and he would host it from his garage. And for some reason, when I was about 11 years old, I had this idea that I could do the same thing, even though I was not interesting at all. And uh, so I dabbled in that. And then I just like saw gaming streaming rise and I don't know, I like to do it yep. from time to time. Okay. What is your favorite video the best video you've ever done that really stands out for you as i'm really proud of that video might not have been your most popular with the viewers but what one for you really takes the cake 
reckon it's hard. It's like the favourite game. It's just like I like them all for different reasons. But if right now, if someone asked me to suggest them a video, I'd probably say my most recent one, uh, the first episode of the Immune series, because it's probably like the most evolved form of my content. Yep. But um, if there's a video that hasn't gotten enough love... Uh, I don't know, I hold a soft spot in my heart for that fishing trip video. That used to be my, like, absolute favourite one. Don't go it's on just... too much about fishing, mate, because we're going to be covering that in more depth later on. I know that's a bit of a favourite yeah, well, thing of yours. It was the very first time I fished in, in DayZ, and it was actually my friend's first time ever playing DayZ. We met up in Torovo, and we just decided to fish. Yep. It was just, like, the dumbest hour where we were just messing about, and, um... Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of holds a special place in my heart. It's like just for an hour, me and my friend fished in in DayZ, and it was a great time. What recording software are you using, mate? OBS. Been yep. using it for a few years now. Never let me down. Not a fan of Shadowplay? Nah, Shadowplay. Uh, like, originally I couldn't use Shadowplay because I didn't, uh, like, the older cards weren't updated with it. Yep. For some reason, you couldn't use a 680 for a Shadowplay, so I didn't start with that. And then Shadowplay didn't have splitting audio tracks, and then when I finally it finally did get that, I tried it, and it had an out-of-sync audio, and I just I don't know, can't be bothered. Yeah. Now, I've got that same problem we were talking about earlier, where it just seems to be variably out-of-sync, not just a solid out-of-sync. Yeah, it's it's weird. the most frustrating thing. I still use it as a backup. Um, OBS is my main um, one, but yeah, I use it as a backup for just in case um, OBS lets me down somehow. And, and uh, Shadowplay used to have that really dark gamma glitch yes. with DayZ, so there was really no reason to use it back then. Yeah. What about editing? What do you edit with? Adobe Premiere. You're, uh, not, not a lot of us, mate. The majority of people I interview uh, seem to be Sony Vegas fans. What's um, funny is that I can use both. I actually used Vegas for a lot of years. Yep. But I switched to Premiere because, uh, I don't know, I prefer its, its style. It's a lot simpler lot easier it doesn't have all the bells and whistles but it's pretty good now just uh you said you're in northern berezino up the hill yeah i'm in kelm oh you're in kelm yeah i just left kelm looking for well. you i'm on my way back <laughs> okay now we're going to get into the questions more about daisy mate <clears throat> did you play the mod uh not while it was the big thing yeah i wanted to piqued my interest and i just couldn't afford it so yeah, uh, I didn't get to play while I was prime, but I have played it, you know, since I bought Standalone. Yeah. What is it about DayZ that makes you love it so much? Uh, player interactions and stories, really. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter if I was just PvPing or I went on this weird RP adventure when I don't really RP. I don't know. Uh, just being able to walk away and years later tell these like really funny, interesting stories that me and my friends can reminisce on. Yeah. And not many games give you that kind of experience. No, Daisy is kind of unique in that regard. So that and the fear. Yes. There's, there's that big thing of fear. Like, I talked about it in um, I had like a Day, Daisy retrospective video, and I talked about how for the first fifty hours or so, I just hid in houses with my friends yep. on empty servers. We were just terrified to lose our characters, and that kind of gear fear uh, transitioned into just like adrenaline rush every single time a gunfire. Like a, a, you know, a gun fires in the distance. You kind of miss it a bit. You, you've gotten smarter. You've gotten um, you know, more um, experience with the game. But at the same time, there's nothing yeah. like those first few encounters when you're playing the game. 
um, and absolutely shitting yourself when but you see now. someone else or you see a zombie. Once you get used to it, you, know, you can still get fear from a good encounter with people, um, but you've lost a lot of that initial... You know what I mean. See, I don't know. Like, I can still be in, like, at the top of Devil's Castle... I can see someone run below and I'll freak out. Like, I'll be shaking. I'll start hyperventilating. And that's... Like, I know I could probably kill those people. They don't know I'm up here. I've got the element of surprise and yet I'm still shaking just the fear that they might... Hmm. Like, I know they're going to try and shoot me, but still, that kind of grips you. I like that. I'll meet you at the well as well. The one near the orange brick? Yep. We're already here. So, what's kept you playing it through all these years? Ah... Again, those stories, I just keep coming back for those adventures, yep. those fun moments. And um, the fact that no matter how many bugs there are or how much content there isn't and how many times I've had to redo a system, uh, I still just have fun looting up, going on adventures, meeting people. Yeah. doesn't get old. If you could add anything to the game, what would it be and why? <laughs> Right now? Don't you say fishing. State don't, or, don't you say uh, fishing. Overall, like something that hasn't been mentioned to be Something added. that hasn't been mentioned. Okay. Um, well, I was actually really disappointed by the fact they're not going to add a boat into the base game. Um, and I know that could be tied into fishing. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, you know, you've got Prison Island, we've got Scalisti Island, and there's plenty of uh, talk of mods with island strings, you know, um, and, and talks of like extending the map south to add Utez and an island where Riffy's going to move to outside Berezino. I, I just think it's kind of a missed opportunity not to have boats. Um, and you could do really cool dynamic events out there like, you know, half-sinking ships or like uh, care package rafts. I don't know. Boats would be cool. But uh, other than that, I'm not really sure. There's a lot of stuff that's coming in the game, and I know a lot of modders are working on stuff, but yeah. maybe um, movable bases like caravans and train carriages you can take over. Yep. That would be really cool. Yeah, I saw you uh, questioning about, about the Arkansas mod as to whether they'd be able to put a base on it. So yeah. I'm very interested in um, seeing what they come back with on that, because that would be... It'd be a prick of a thing to hold, um, but it would be fascinating to um, be a part of. It would just be really cool if there was a faction that owned the train and it was friendly with everyone and it was like it just dipped between different towns helping people out. Like a mobile store, that could be really cool. Yeah. He's a suicide, suicide zombie, that one. He just flew at me. Okay. Who is your favourite Daisy content creator? Oh no. Oh. It's uh, a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it could be a few, doesn't have to be one. Who inspires you? Well, I, 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 I'm going to do the same thing I did with the games. I, I like a lot of them, like. I think the Running Man's is probably like the most balanced of them all. Got yep. a good sense of humour, good at the game. I love Rene because he's just the most lovable person in the world. He is. And when I discovered him, I was like, well, there's actually people like telling 
proper stories. Oh, are you spooky motherfucker. <laughs> telling like proper survival stories. Um, Mind is really good at telling like an intense story. He's really yep. good with his music. I'm not really sure. Like I used to really like. Uh, they don't play the game anymore. Um, but Byers and Austin experience when they would team up together on like Daisy Mod or early standalone. Yep. It was just like the funniest thing to me. I kind of like take inspiration from all of them really. Uh, you know, you want to learn what works for other people and yeah, hopefully hire that into something you can learn from, but yeah, I'm not really sure. I wouldn't say there's one YouTuber that like is my absolute all time favorite. Like some people would say Frankie, but yeah, I don't really have one that I'm, I cannot wait for the next upload. Kind of thing. I think everyone knows who my uh, mine is that I can't wait for their next upload. And who's that? Fubar Bundy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I just love it because whenever he comes, you know you're in for a good laugh. And, yeah, I say it every single episode and I'll keep on saying it every single episode. For me, he he epitomises what Daisy's about. That it's not just about killing. Killing's a part of it. Uh, but it's about making every interaction as rewarding as possible for those around you. Whether it be because you're holding them up or killing them, or whether it be because you're having a laugh with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like some of this stuff. Yeah. Status reports. Do you read them? I know you do. And if so, <laughs> what do you think of them? Uh, see, I, I love status reports because they're the most raw form of news, other than, like, a dev just leaking something. Yep. Probably. Um... But, of course, you know, you, you find yourself disappointed by some of them because sometimes it's a bit of a slow week. Like, the most recent one from this morning wasn't, you know, in, entirely enthralling. Um, but, it was, you know, it was a good stepping stone. Some of them are a lot better than others, but I think you've got to read them if you want to be invested in DayZ. Because... You know, you want to be informed what's coming next or if it's worth you playing an update or it's worth you, you know, launching the game that day. If you know there's a big problem like hit registration, maybe you don't want to get on PvP. Yep. It's important to stay informed about those kind of things. and Which they addressed you know, in today's status it. report. Um, yeah. That is the biggest concern with the game at the moment is the hit registration uh, is pretty atrocious at times. At times. Most of the time it's okay, but at times it is... Oh... I can't say I've experienced bad hit reg, but that's because I also haven't been in a proper firefight in ages. Yeah. yeah I don't, really look, I'm the same, um, barring a couple of times um, on um, some of the PvP servers uh, where I don't know if it was bad hit reg or just me being potato, um, but I've certainly witnessed it a lot on um, some of the streamers I've watched, The Running Man and so on, um, where, you know, just yesterday, um, he had an interaction with a guy where he actually said to the guy in game, "How are you not dead?" Because uh, he pumped him full of um, AK ammo. Uh, if I can, I'll um, try to put a link to the uh, footage because it was quite a uh, an astounding little piece of gameplay by him. Uh, one of those moments where you sit there and go, "Wow, you need to do thousands of hours to have something like that happen to you." Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a big issue, but. Lately, I've been running into a lot of friendlies, uh, yep. especially on Daisy Down Under. Which yep. is funny, because I keep seeing complaints of KOS on that server, but I haven't been shot at. 
kind of a problem. I got killed just the other day again, mate. Um, bloke ran right up to me. I said hi, and he shot me point blank. He wanted your gear. He was geared. He wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe he had a little friend. He maybe he's. You got to look at the bright side of these things. Maybe your gear went on to help a new player who was nearby who had never held a gun, and then your gun became his gun, and now he's had a great experience in the game. Yeah, they have, but they left me with a bad experience. <laughs> And that's Daisy. Now you've got you got you can find that man. You can kill him. <laughs> Get your revenge. Yeah, uh, maybe. Okay. What if any advice would you give to the dev team if they happen to watch this, other than come to Pax Australia, you mongrels? Yeah, I bet you're pretty devastated about that one. I am, mate. I'm very, very sad about it. That's two years in a row that where they've stood us up. I'm just kind of thankful I didn't get tickets because that's what I was going went there for. Um, uh, any feedback for the devs? I'd say. See, I, I want to say that they should just focus on making the game. They should focus less on trying to appease the shitheads. Um, but you know, you've got to keep people informed. Yep. But you know, there's a few things where. I know it's not the same, like, you know, programmers aren't doing this. It's probably, like, Batty and, and Martin doing this. But, like, responding to people um, on, on Twitter who are having troubles, like, why aren't there cars in already? You know, the mod had cars, and they look and respond. It's like, I don't know, like, focus on uh, advertising the good parts of the game and the parts of the game that work and mm -hmm. keeping a positive atmosphere about DayZ. I'm not really sure. But I don't know. That, that sounds weird. I don't know. A uh, bit, bit of feedback for the devs. Put fishing in. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I think they're doing a pretty good job. I like I just that think they've um, expanded the, the community spotlight. Yeah, that that's great. Uh, and I was happy to see that they've both, in like the two weeks, they shouted out Compass and they also shouted out uh, Spotlight. So that's fantastic. You know, getting those uh, big community things out there hmm. and helping out smaller people like... When I got put in the status report, I can't remember which video it was, the very first one that got put in. Might have been one of my Daisy spotlights. Yep. Yeah, that was really good for my channel. I really like that. Um, and it's good that they have that ear to the community. But I'm not sure. Uh, I definitely think um, 0.63 was released too early and in retrospect that's easy to say but at the time I was saying they just need to tell us what the state of the game is in like they should have I know they had like the uh, the .63 experimental checklist that only got updated like twice um, but it, it just felt like they weren't telling us what's wrong with the game to not release it and yep. then they just kind of sprung it on us you know that very first stress test was a real big surprise and it was released pretty early because they wanted to keep people happy. I feel like if they had spent the entire year quiet, and I know this would have annoyed... It would have annoyed me. would have annoyed everyone. But if they come out with a more functional version straight onto Experimental, uh, they would have got a lot more better press. And I don't know. It, it, it's easy to say these things in retrospect, but uh, I often think... Um, and I like what they're doing with Experimental better now, where they're spending time working on a build, that's hopefully going to work and have all the features they want to have in it and not cut anything. Mm-hmm. 
and then release that and that'll get people in their good grace. People might complain about how long it's been between updates and, you know, say the year of DayZ thing, but yeah, release one really big good update with vehicles and base building and you'll make thousands of people happy. Okay. Do you have matches? Just checking. No, I do not. Do you have a knife? Yes, I do have a kniff. Could you get me bark, please? I'll make a fire. Okay. What's your biggest gripe with Daisy? In point six three, I'd say it's lack of... Um, I don't want to say endgame, but meaningful PvE content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done everything there is to do in point six three right now. Over and over. I've hunted. Hun like, the, the hunting, having animals back was amazing. And uh, I've had plenty of barbecues. I've killed every single animal there is to kill. Multiple times. But um, now I want to set up a camp. And now I want to make a farm. And I want to, you know, repair some vehicles and stash them somewhere. And I want to put up a wall. Yep. And I can't. And that's a pain because, you know, in .62 I was able to. So it's kind of like a step back. And I understand why it's happened. That's not really the, the, you know, that's not the complaint. But I'd say, like, right now it's just the lack of content and having to wait. Mm -hmm. Tough. And that's put Daisy in a weird spot. But overall, um, maybe the fact modding has taken this long to come in. Even the, um, even with the soft launch of modding? Yeah, like, the fact modding isn't, like, they haven't released the tools yet. It's a big task to do that and have it set up properly. But if we had modding and um, server files out from the beginning, mm -hmm. I honestly think DayZ would be in a much healthier state. Like if they came out in 2015 when, like it's say 0.59, when all the cars were added, you'd yep. see servers like Doug in a way different state than they are right now. So I'm not sure. I just really hope these modding tools can... I am just I happy to see that but... a lot of the communities uh, have um, come back so strong. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see that there's a bit of passion there for it. And I always said, you know, there'll be, mod there'll be mods for Daisy Stanley. Yep. For sure. Some very exciting ones in the works as well. Very exciting ones. Speaking of which, what are you most looking forward to in Daisy? You don't want me to say it. Uh... <laughs> fishing. <laughs> Other than fishing. I've gotten real stuck on that in the last couple of months. Excited, I don't know, set up a camp, trader camps, having proper walls. Yep. Seeing the village come back and actually be able to put up some walls and defend itself properly without having to use bullshit tents. Yep. And uh, proper destructibility for that, so you can actually, like, raid people. Um, I can't wait. I know people are uh, worried about helicopters, but it's one of those, like, eye-in-the-sky goals that keeps you getting on every day. You might not get it for a couple months, mm -hmm. you know? But you'll keep getting on, trying, you'll see it flying overhead, and you're like, I'm going to find out where their base is, I'm going to get it. We're going to raid their base, we're going to steal their helicopter, it's going to become ours. Yeah. Just things to add to the atmosphere and world. And then, um, I can't wait for the modding to progress to the point where we can have things like seasons. And I did love that snow video you, um, uh, I hadn't seen it. Yeah, that looked really cool. absolutely beautiful. Um, it's it's going to be so important to stay on top of the um, what the modders are up to in the uh, weeks and months to come because 
there's just so many things that they're talking about. You know, how many people said they wanted snow in um, Shinaris? Well, yeah. if you want it, now you can have it. And I was talking to um, Sumrak about how if the uh, as long as the terrain's the same, you could use the same persistence file for yeah. the different versions of the maps. So that idea of having seasons is absolutely doable. Yep. 100%. And, yeah, just things like that. I'm not sure the devs will be able to do that. We're not really, like, you know, the future of DayZ is a bit shrouded in mystery. But for sure, modding will go ham with those kind of things. I'm really excited to see new landscapes, new threats, and just more things to do after I've got myself a gun, ammo, and some food. Yeah, okay. Has your style of play changed at all? If so, how and why? Oh, absolutely it's changed. Um, when I started playing, I was very scared to do anything, but if I ran into anyone, I was killing sight. I didn't talk. And then I got a bit more confident with my PV, uh, PvP, so I was still a bandit, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'd tie people up and, you know, bully them and feed them rotten fruit and stuff, but I'd, you know, talk to them, and I had a few experiences where there'd be like 10 of me and my friends from high school. And we would uh, we would get a fresh spawn, make them naked, and tell them to like give us tours, like tourist tours. And if they didn't do a good enough job, we were going to kill them. Yep. And then, uh, over the time, over the years, I became more and more friendly. Became less and less scared about losing my gear, so I didn't care if I died. Until eventually, I just wanted to roll around on the coast and meet people. I didn't care about getting geared up at all. Yep. And that was right about when I started like making videos i'd say like uh early 2016 and then something changed when i met adam and levi in a certain video it's actually called adam and levi and the video before that's called david the hero uh with david the hero i'd gotten geared up which i had at the time would never do i'd somehow gotten attached to my character again and i wanted to give away all the gear and i went around just being friendly to everyone trying to give away all the gear and it ended with (laughs) Me getting killed by someone who just drove down the road, crashed their car, jumped out and killed us all. Yeah. Uh, and then I met Adam and Levi and we went on an adventure together and I was like, well, now that we can actually get geared and have those kind of like interaction stories that I like, I don't have to care about losing my gear because I'm not going to get attached to these characters. I'm just going to be looking for people. And then it's just changed. Now I'm kind of like that friendly survivor person. I kill if I'm scared, but other than that, I'm pretty friendly. Yeah, it's definitely changed over the past four years, me playing the game. What mod that you are aware of excites you the most? Mm. Do you need this stick to cook any meat, by the way? Nah, I don't have any meat. I just wanted to fight. It's nice. Um, See, the train mod looks cool, but it's definitely not a mod that I'm excited for. I'll, I can't wait till it's on servers that I play it, but I don't think I'll bother fixing up the train. It's more of like a weld thing. Maybe I could, you know, shoot someone as they drive past in the train. Uh, definitely just more maps. More maps with unique threats. If Namask has that kind of, like, EMP storm or, like, a blizzard thing that shuts me down for a few hours, you know, like, I have to prepare those kind of unique threats on a unique landscape, getting lost in things, that excites me. Yep. Yeah, just uh, kind of reinvigorating the adventure and giving me a reason to team up with people. So yeah, new maps. And then beyond that, just anything that makes it like more fun to be, you know, hardcore immersed. So whether it be like 
animal husbandry where I can put some, I can build fences and then if I close the gate, it makes all the animals inside persistent. Yep. So I could round up cows or even horses and, you know, raise them and breed them and what have you. And I could like, I don't know, I'm not that big into RP, but if I could RP as a, as a rancher, that'd be really awesome. Just, you know, things out there to do. Okay. Now we're going to hit the rapid fire questions, mate. I know you've watched the interviews before, so you've got a rough idea of what they are. Just Whoa. say the first thing that comes into your mind. You ready? I'm ready. Favourite long-range weapon? Either Mosin or Winchester. Least favourite long-range weapon? Uh, the trumpet. Favourite automatic weapon? M4 or UMP? Least favourite auto weapon? The rack. KOS. It's a necessary evil of the game. First person or third person? First person. Never used to be that way, but I am. Favourite server? Uh, Daisy Down Under or Daisy Village. Favourite place on the map? Black Lake. Oh, we could head there. Public or private? Private all the way. Totally agree. And you use the exact same terminology as much as I've ranted about it because it frustrates me every fucking time it happens when I get killed without anyone making it an experience. KOS is still a necessary evil. I'll always still complain when it happens. It's like you just robbed yourself of a potentially amazing story just for yeah. what, another kill. Um, you know, but when you, you survive KOS, game. you feel like a badass for the next five minutes. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Viewer questions now. The first question comes from Don Joe 12 I have a question. Who is Uncooper and what does he do? And what kind of things can we expect to learn from him about DayZ? I took a quick look at his channel and I'm not really sure what is this about. I'm not really sure what it's about either. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I guess you can expect story videos and armchair game design and terrible jokes. And I'm Uncooper. I like Daisy. There you go. <laughs> okay. Jacob Mango. Not really a question per se. If your game has a fishing mini game, it is officially good. Source, Uncooper's Twitter bio. Comment, fishing won't be here until after 1.0. So I'm not sure if yeah. he's baiting you with that comment or what. Oh, he just knows I really like fishing in the game. I don't, I'm not even that big of a fan of fishing IRL. I just love fishing in the game. It's really yeah. atmospheric. And when they said that's not coming back until uh, over past 1.0, it made me sad. It's so sad. Um, to be honest, I'm missing gardening now that I can't do it. Yeah, gardening. Those kind of like really dumb PB things, or a silo would call it a waste of development. Uh, <laughs> I miss them. <laughs> I really miss them. Uh, just I, I, some of my favourite memories of Point Six Two are just farming in the village for people. Yep. There's a whole part of my village series where I just farmed pumpkins for about five minutes and just threw them inside the tower for the guards to deal with. It was great. Yeah, I really like fishing in the game, and I really want to see it come back with like a proper reel system. Maybe some cool sound effects like clicking. Seeing the fish in the water would be awesome, along mm -hmm. with like the ducks at the pond. Uh, but also along that, like, you know, like, throwable spears and the bow and arrow coming back to, like, shoot down the pigeons and stuff they're adding to the game. Yeah. Or even the rats. Oh, imagine putting a rat in a skewer. That'd be unreal. Yeah, those kind of little PVE things add up to a much larger world. 
and I think it'd be awesome if we could have those things in this survival game. They're fun. Okay. Cam Can't Run. Love Cam. Favourite musical album ever, Boom. I'm going to break Cam's heart. I don't really listen to much music. Uh, probably like the most recent album that's had... Like, that isn't a movie soundtrack, because I'm really into, like, movie and game soundtracks. Uh, it was probably Childish Gambino's Me and Your Mama album. That was really good. But, yeah, I'm not that not that big of a music guy, which I think weirds definitely my music friends out. Yep. Barely Infected. As far as I understand, Uncooper is known for making... Uh, sorry, for map making in Team Fortress 2. Are you going to make maps for DayZ? I am drawing up some basic concepts for some maps. Mm-hmm. What a fortuitous time to come across this map here. Yeah. Uh, but this takes thousands of hours of work, and that's when you know the program. And I don't know the program. The only map-making program I'm actually like comfortable with is Source Engine's Hammer World Editor. Yep. Which isn't this. <laughs> So I've got to learn a whole new program, and that's kind of daunting. Especially when it's such a you know, intense program. I wish I could point. Hold on. I've got an IZH. Black Lake. Favourite spot on the map? We're going there. How do we get there? <laughs> follow the yellow trail, and then follow the red. Uh... Yellow trail this way. Bingo. Yeah, I'd love to make maps. Um, I've drawn up a few concepts for maps. And I've got one that's actually like ready to be imported into Armour 3's map builder. Mm-hmm. Start to be working on. But yeah, I'll have to learn a whole new program. And that's kind of scary. And it doesn't quite work with the current version of DayZ. So I've got reasons to keep putting it off. But yeah, I'd love to. What is your best random radio encounter? Ooh. Uh, on point six three one day, I was travelling with a friend who was kind of new to the game, and he'd never heard anyone on the radio. And then over the radio, I heard this man. I can't remember what he said his in-game name was, but it turned out to be uh, one of my subscribers and another a fellow streamer, uh, Rundgong. Uh, he was on the radio, and we decided to... Like, we were really hungry. We were looking for wolves. We were heading out west to find some wolves. And he said he had just killed some, so we decided to meet up at Green Mountain. And we had no idea. I didn't know who he was at the time. And we had no idea if we were actually going to get shot or not. When we arrived at Green Mountain, they were up in the top of the tower. And they wanted us to climb all the way to the top. And you can imagine, like, I put, we put our faiths just to arrive here, but now they want us to put our hand, like our yeah. entire lives, in this small tunnel where they can just shoot down onto us. I was so sketched out. We climbed up there. They had their guns out when we got to the top. I was kind of sketched. And then they started dropping wolf steak. And it was like, holy shit, these people are legit. These are actually going to help us. And that was pretty intense. That was that was my point six three one. Other than that, uh, on the village server, when you'd hear people on the radio dying, <laughs> that was always yeah. really scary. Like people going, no, don't shoot, shoot, friendly, friend. And then it just cuts off. That was yeah, probably that- me most of the time. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure if we actually ever we might have spoken once on the radio but oh yeah just like 
hearing people you know from the village randomly and come through the radio every now and then it was really cool adds to the world adds to that whole um side chat replacement thing that Brian was talking about yeah. it really made the world feel bigger yep. without the need of it being you know obtuse but probably those why did you start your YouTube channel we sort of covered on it but let's cover it again in a bit more detail well, I specifically started making DayZ videos because I had all these like interesting stories that were happening to me and I wanted to save them in a really interesting... Like, I wanted to edit them up a bit so that later in a few years, once I'd forgotten that happened, I could watch back and remember all the, the fun times I had on DayZ. And that just kind of spiraled into this. Um, but that, that's why I started really making DayZ videos, was just to memorize these stories. Oh, look, the airfield. Huh. That's a cool view. And... It is, actually. And then every other kind of video I made, whether it be, like, just a highlights moment of Overwatch or GTA Five with my friends, is a similar story. It's just that we have a lot of fun. And, you know, I want to remember those things, because I play... I, I basically only play multiplayer games. I don't really play many single-player games. Play multiplayer games to experience games with people and have all these, you know, fun social moments. And that's uh, what I wanted to remember. What is your favourite encounter in DayZ? Oh, that's too hard. That's way too hard. Oh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't... Uh. Yeah, I can't, I can't say that I have one particular. I have all these. I got a whole YouTube channel full of them. Just go watch all them. Those are all pretty good. <laughs> Not one that really stands out as, you know, um, a memorable moment or... Um, anything from the village or DDU on my YouTube channel is pretty good. So, like, the first few days on the village. Mm -hmm. Not knowing anyone there, but feeling kind of safe for the like this, you know this had never I'd never experienced that before feeling safe with a bunch of strangers in DayZ even though we were sitting out in the open you know cooking and farming and stuff that's absolutely memorable that was insane yep and then yeah I don't know like uh, I guess point, point six two and point six three have been my best experiences DayZ point five five was very memorable for me was that the one with really like harsh food or was yes. that 0. 0.55 0. 0.55 0. 0.57 was the coastal PvP patch where all the military yeah, loot right. was spawning in the guard 0. 0.55 was get off the fucking coast ASAP or you are dead and even if you get off the coast it's still going to be hard to find anything I don't think I played 0. 0.55 you know oh mate I think I, I might have skipped it that was back when they were still doing pretty regular updates so I think I was taking a break and playing Arm 3 at the time mm -hmm. I loved it Okay, um, as Mondian comes in with the rest of his questions. Do you think there is a progressive change in the game style between a new DayZ player and a veteran? And if so, why? A progressive change from when you start to when you get old? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it just comes down to experience, though. Yeah. Like, a new player doesn't know where everything is. The, the, everything they come across is kind of new and fresh. They don't know where to find X loot. They don't know what's 
where people go. They don't know the names of the towns or which way is north, east, southwest. So they just kind of go off what they know. They're going to go off like, I've got rags. I don't know what they do. I've got ammo. I don't know what gun they go to. And I've got a can of food, but for some reason it won't let me eat it. And once you have experienced, these things like come really natural to you. Yeah. So I think it's more of just like a, a really steep learning curve. And of course, when you're new and you don't know how these things work, you want to discover, but you also want to keep, you want to hold on to these things. Which I think is one of the reasons why people didn't like stamina originally, when it was introduced, was because they, they found these things they wanted to use and find out what they did, and they didn't want to drop them. But that meant they were carrying a bunch of weight and they couldn't run anymore, and then they just didn't understand why. But there is a learning curve to the game. Like, you, you do, if you just started playing 0.62 tomorrow, you wouldn't know what a leather sewing kit does. You probably assume it does something to do with leather, but you don't know what's leather, you don't know what it takes. Um, and you find a hay hook and you're like, can I transport hay? Why do I need to transport hay? Are they horses? You know, you don't, yeah, there's all these unknowns. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I, I guess like just through experience, you filter out a lot of things, you know, what to pick up and what to do. And so when you come into an encounter, yeah, you, you feel more confident or when you come to a new town, you feel confident away what you should find, what you should do as where a new player does and kind of just does stupid things but as far as like uh, play style itself not just experience I'd say new yeah new players are definitely more likely to KOS or freak out be startled yep and a veteran player tends to keep more calm and have better decision making and would probably be less likely to shoot on site or um, head inland just seek out different things rather than a new player kind of just going, I don't know what to do. Don't know where to go. I think it, yeah, this all comes down to experience. Like what you know of the world. What do you know what's possible? Okay. What kind of general content do you enjoy the most? I'd say uh, all of it. I don't know. I, I, I can't say there's anything in the game right now, like, content-wise, or that's coming into the game that I don't think that should be added to DayZ. Kind of keen for all of it. But if we're talking about what could happen with mods, I think making everything overly militarized with APCs and tanks and lots of helicopters with guns and giant metal bases that tower into the sky, I think that just kind of... That kind of mod breaks the survival element of the game. I've played Epoch. I found one MRE and that sort, sorted me out for two hours of gameplay. And then in the time that it took me to find one MRE, I found 16 assault rifles. So I feel like this, you know, like why are you playing a survival game? Why don't you just go play like Armor 3 King of the Hill at that point? If you want that kind of... I guess maybe it's the collectathon. Something in the brain's like, this is a good gun, this is a good gun, this is a good gun. I'm not sure. But I don't think that should be in Daisy. Uh, of course, people can play any way they want, but yeah, definitely. And they will. If you're going to play a survival game, why would you want a game where there is no survival? It's all just kind of a death match with base building. Look, um, I've had this discussion with a few people, and uh, I use my son as an example. He's kind of over the Daisy style genre of survival games, 
Um, that said, he has just started playing uh, Minecraft again, but Minecraft's sort of one of those eternal games. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's just like a difference between like crafting survival games yeah. and... But what he lo- what he loves and why he still comes back and plays Daisy, and he was very excited when I told him about these PvP loadout servers. And he was like, really? Um, so you spawned with all the gear and that? And I said, yeah, why does that interest you? And he goes, because as I said, I'm kind of over Daisy style survival games, but he's a massive armor player. I don't think a day goes past where he doesn't load up armor and create some sort of mission or you know look for a mod of a mission that he can do or something like that. And he knows that Daisy engine is going to be used for armor four. So he's really excited at seeing what the engine can do with all of this military stuff. So he, for him, and um, you know, you look at the daily base. There's more people playing armor than there are playing DayZ. Um, for sure, yeah. There's a big interest. So you know, the people will create the mods, um, and those people will come. I'm so I so don't think it'll be too long before we see tracked vehicles. Yeah. Well, I don't, again, I don't have any problem with like deathmatch servers because people will play what they play. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's a problem when people still want the survival part of the game. Red this way. People want that survival part of the game. Yeah. But they don't want it to be, you know, that necessary part. Like that they, they I, I, it would be fine if those kind of servers. I don't have a knife, by the way. I do. You're gonna have to do that. Um, I'd be fine if like those servers, you know, turned off hunger and hydration and kind of just embraced their shooting. Yeah, you know, just make it a proper deathmatch. But it, it kind of weirds me out when. There you go, mate. People just want a super easy day Z with lots of guns. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no gear fear there. There's no interaction. It's usually. not my style, but I understand why others want it. I guess, yeah. I guess people can play what they want, but mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely not excited for those kind of mods. Look, I've enjoyed playing the PvP ones. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't, you know, I'm notoriously bad at PvP. That's why I'm so friendly. But I've enjoyed going on and being able to get a little bit of practice because it's not something I actively look for is PvP. Um, you know, like I said, I died the other day. This guy ran up to me and I ran straight to him. Um, didn't point my gun at him or anything like that. I just ran straight to him looking for an interaction. And unfortunately, he was quicker on the draw than me. Uh, <laughs> so I suffered because of it. But hey, that's my style. Um, and yes, I die a lot because of it, but that's how I like to play. But I don't mind at the same time being able to still go and get some practice in killing uh, because that's not what I like to do in my normal gameplay. Yeah, absolutely for training and like practicing or just like getting that PvP urge out of you. Yeah. So then you can play DayZ in that kind of friendly sense. Actually, I think that's one of the main reasons why I haven't had a firefight on the interaction servers in a while is like a lot of the PvP players are on PvP servers. Yep. But... Uh, I don't think deathmatch servers equate to like epoch or exile style servers. Yeah, and then that kind of comes back to like you know mm-hmm. should standalone have missions, and someone in the modding Discord was proposing this idea of like every second radio frequency, every now and then receives like a Morse code beep, mm-hmm. and it's a coordinate, and then you go to the coordinate and you find like a heli crash, like a heli crash would transmit like distress beacon kind of thing. And you'd have to hunt it down based on its coordinates that it's broadcasting. I really like that idea. That seems like a really cool immersive way of creating a mission system similar to 
uh, exiles where you'd have like, you know, here's a truck, a crashed truck and it's got NPCs around it. I'd be fine if there were NPCs and it was like kind of a radio thing. But as long as I see, but if I, as soon as I start seeing mods like NPC traders all over here, 100 plus cars, hmm. it just kind of removes that special yeah. part of DayZ. Like what's, what's special about an assault rifle if there's 20 assault rifles in the team? 10 times spawn, um... Well, ten times loot spawns and stuff like that. Ten times just... loot spawn, and like like I said, like eating one MRE and being fine for two hours. That is I the just feel first like... stone I've seen the entire time we've been running. I had one up the hill. I dropped it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just like why why play the survival part of the game if the survival is toned back so far? At that point, I feel like armor might just be more efficient. But I guess like, that's again me being preachy towards how people should play, and that's bad. But that's yeah. I just I'm not I'm not too keen for exile or epoch style mods. Yeah. I don't really understand them. Each to their own. There are parts of them I like. I, I'll say that. Like I like vehicles and stuff. Another stone. I like vehicles and stuff, and I like the idea of missions. But there's you know there's a, there's a line between it being fun to it being overdone. His next, his last question is, and speaking about Daisy content, what are your main criticisms towards the Daisy developers? This is kind of like the, the similar question we had before. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, that's one thing. It's like deadlines. Like I was saying, like they should just focus on making a really good version of the game and not worry about like the press. And as long as the game's good, people will play it, right? Yeah. And I know like some marketing student is watching this and is going to growl at me, but. <laughs> Because it, it's it's wrong in a lot of places, but I do think like making a good product often equates to you, you know, the, the game succeeding. Armor Two didn't have a massive player base, but when Daisy Mod came out, it marketed itself by just content creators playing it. It just had that kind of you know air to it that was super interesting and unique, and no other game offered. Yep. So people wanted to play it, and I feel like as long as Daisy focuses on getting that style game out there where it's super unique and interesting and people want to play it then they don't have to worry about this PR bullshit put out a patch make sure we get one out soon so people don't get bored kind of thing people will come back I've seen plenty of games revived with good updates look at No Man's Sky yeah I've been hearing that game has no interest for me whatsoever but I've been hearing oh I don't people... want to play it at all uh, but it's got yeah. a player base now and it didn't have that before mm-hmm Okay, and I do apologise to the last question was from Ideo, um, and the question was the favourite location in Cherneris, which we have almost arrived at. I think we're here. Um, he does say, keep up the good work, mate. Well, sorry, not the last oh. question. The last question is from Foxypote. A few Ooh. questions. Foxy. Well, Mr. Uncooper, first of all, you're a top bloke. I'm sure a lot of people agree that you help out anyone where you can. You do the faction maps for the village and DDU and are a moderator on both, I'm sure. So what's your take on factions in the game? It's becoming slowly more and more familiar on a lot of servers. Uh, you have your own now too. My thoughts on factions. Well, I like factions. They make the world feel much cooler, like especially having... Um, publicly known factions, having territory claims, things like that make the world feel a bit more alive than it truly is. Like, it might... You might only run into them once every single ten times you run through Viber, but 
if you're on if you're a frequent player of the village, you know that the Queen's Guard own Viber. And you can find them there. It adds something to the world, like uh, a flavour. And also just being able to like see the same people over again, you know, for a long time there was just server hoppers. Seeing, you know, everyone wearing boonie hats was just a way that they could communicate, it wasn't really a sign of anything. You jumped off a cliff, didn't you? I took a tumble, yes, I did. <laughs> Alright. Do you want some food? No, 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 I'm good. I'm healthy, hydrated, energised. <laughs> good. Yeah, so like factions, uh, now that we have like community servers where you can't server hop, it, it adds a lot to the world. Because before it was just server hopping. You know, a burning hat just meant people wanted to see each other. It wasn't a sign of like, oh, that's that group. So being able to see like blue armbands go, that's the UN, you know? That's awesome. But it also does have its uh, added problems as an admin. Because the moment you, especially if you run a faction, or if you're a village guard like I was, and you ban someone from the server for breaking server rules, if that faction doesn't believe that that person broke the rules, they will start spouting admin abuse. That they can't take it. Like, we had so many times we had to ban someone because they were using third-party comms or despawning or something from the village. And... Uh, the faction that person was a part of would come spouting in saying, oh, it's just because they're better than you and they're killing you in the village or what have you. It's uh, it's definitely... It, it, it breeds more toxicity. I'll say that on some community servers. Yep. And, of course, you want to believe your mates are the, are the best person in the world. You know, they're your mates. They've got your back and... Yeah. You know, a lot of these people know each other IRL and you don't want to believe your friend did the wrong thing. And your friend might lie to you. Who knows? But uh, it can definitely create more drama than needs to be on DayZ. But other than that, I love factions. I love the fact that I kind of started the faction thing on the village by accident. I just wanted to mark a location that was like, this is the village and this is the alternative society. And it kind of spiraled out of control. So, whoops. But, uh, yeah, factions are really cool. Good to see. Also, what are you most excited for in the future of DayZ and it can't be fishing okay? We've mm. sort of covered it. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to say fishing. Um, I don't know. Uh, modding. Fishing. Uh, more stuff to do PvE and PvP-wise. Is really cool. That's about it. Yeah. More vehicles. I love more variety of vehicles. I'd love to see like a pickup truck. Like a ute. Yep. I'd love to see a jeep. A UAZ or something. I wish you could sit on these benches. Just like walk up to it, press you know, a button and actually sit your bum down. Watch this. Oh, a bit sideways, but that's kind of cool, right? No, that's... Hiding in the shade. Gotta count for something. Yeah, like just more things to be added. Uh, yeah, I don't. I like the bus. Can't wait for the bus to be back. But yeah, more variety in vehicles, weapons, things to seek out and do. And I, I really want to see what kind of crazy contraptions people build up with mods. Be like really intense farming mods or whatever 
I don't know, just really interesting things I've come across. Even if you like don't want to do farming, just imagine you're walking along one day and you're scouting out the area. And you see down across the field, someone's set, like boarded up a farm and they've put a bunch of fences up and they've got cows and they've got you know, zucchinis and pumpkins growing and pumpkins and stuff take a couple hours to build. Yeah. And you can steal a few, run along. You never met that person, you don't know what they were doing, but they affected you. Mm-hmm. That's why I think those kind of like farming and fishing things, if they're done right, uh, it's really cool. Oh, and expanded cooking. I'd love to see expanded cooking. Same. Like using the meat tenderizer. Recipes. You, know, you left that comment on the um, on the Compass podcast. Yes, I yeah. did. Yes, I did. You, t- you touched like, on it and I was like, imagine a scum style cooking um, would just add so much to the game, you know, being able to, oh, if I keep that, yeah, I can put that in my base and... Um, yeah. I've been working on a concept for like a hardcore overhaul mod like overhaul and one of those concepts was that water takes up a physical space inside a container so say you fill a pot halfway through and then half the slots are like wet and if you put in something there into like you fill up one of those slots it rises a little bit mm-hmm. you know so there's like a variable um, holding capacity of water so if you put say half thing of water uh, a chicken breast a piece of lard and a zucchini inside a pot and then you cooked it instead of just boiling the chicken breast and zucchini and boiling the water to clean it it actually made a stew like having those kinds of things would be awesome being able to combine and chop things up and just uh, cook different things to get different benefits and if there were like some superfoods that really helped you and the medical system was expanded that yeah. would be awesome I haven't actually been here since uh, I increased the infected so this might be a bit scary down here I don't know there are a lot more zombies oh and decaying bodies would be awesome too yes yeah I will agree on that I know they're on their way um, they're like in the files they have decayed versions of each player model which Sounds really exciting. Being able to find a body, you know, surrounded by flies like you could in the mod, but it's like slightly damaged and there's parts missing and there's like, you know, the chest is obviously ruined. It's like, oh, this man was shot in the chest. He's slumped over. Those are cool. That's kind of like factions, how it adds to the world. You find body, like you find it, you find like five bodies that are like obviously 12 hours or so old. You think, what's going on here? It will. Anyway, that's, Every little like, thing like, that they can do. Every little thing they can do to you know, make everything uh, more of an encounter. You know, finding... Uh, one of the things that really excites me is if they can ever do it is rubbish. You know, we've, we've drank cans of soft yeah. drink. And if you finish a can of soft drink, it leaves a crumpled can. You have to make the decision to take it with you as rubbish and dispose of it somewhere. Or just drop it right there and then, you know. Or if you could use those mm. for crafting as well. Yeah. That'd be really cool. But then, yeah, like, like those small things add up to a much larger world, making the world feel more alive. Yep. And giving us more to do while we're traveling the world is always important. Yeah. Okay. Final questions, mate. The Compass Podcast. For those who are watching this interview, I'm going to assume that the majority of them know that you do the Compass Podcast. Why did you start it? What was the inspiration? Um... I've always, like I saw the rise of gaming podcasts, uh, the, the kind of like four webcam style was started by uh, It JP 
uh, from Twitch, like MEJP. Uh, he had a podcast to do with StarCraft 2 in the early you know, 2010s called State of the Game. And that kind of pioneered that style. And then I saw like Co-Optional Podcast and a bunch of all these other podcasts rise up. And um, I always, you know, thought that there'll be it like, a, like I wanted to make a podcast for Planet Side 2 for a long time because Planet Side 2 player. Uh, and then when I got really stuck into DayZ in 2016, I was like, oh, really cool to make a DayZ podcast. But at the time, you know, I was like a, I had like a hundred subs. You know, I wasn't going to blow anyone's mind. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quite sure who I'd do it with or exactly the format. And I was like, oh, well, the four panel thing's kind of overdone now. I want to spice it up. And then Rene, the sneaky bastard, kind of came in and made Altarcast where he was, you know, playing and running around and telling a story. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's like the perfect way to do a DayZ podcast. And so then finally when I got to a point where I was like, I probably could run a DayZ podcast and it would be all right. You know, I know I've made a lot of friends in the DayZ community. I was like, I want to do a podcast now, but, you know, I don't want to copy Rene. So I'll just go back to the old pride and true format of a four panel thing. And we'll just talk about the latest news, what we've been doing in game, what's exciting. And we'll try and shine a light on some like recent community stuff. Uh, try and give basically a, a voice of reason in the community because other than like Altarcast isn't very frequent and it's only you know, way Rene too NFT's infrequent opinions. yeah I've said to them that they need to get a guest but now that you're doing that I don't think they need to they can stick to their format yeah I don't think they like I like the fact that it's just those two because you know those two you know what to expect from those two um, so hearing their thoughts on the game. So you, you're telling me you wouldn't love to hear Paul on there? Yeah, you know, the holy trio. Paul's probably the only person I would say should go on Altarka. Yeah. Paul, because then you complete the trio. Love those guys. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to give uh, a voice of, of reason and rotate people around. Get different people. You know, I want to get... Uh, for certain topics, PVE players. For certain topics, modders. Certain, certain topics, server providers. Mm-hmm. If I could get Spaggy, the Doug guys, and I don't know, maybe Spud from DDU all on a podcast together to talk about server hosting, maybe when modding really takes off and how you know they're tackling certain issues or like you know, how they tackle hackers or whatever, things like that, that would be really cool. And just being able to give the wider, more invested Daisy community be it a PvP player, PvE player, modder, what have you. Just more to think about than just status reports and Reddit comments. Yep. Because there aren't many discussion, like, you know, public discussions other than maybe Twitch chats, but then you're only getting one person, maybe two persons' views. You're not getting a wide variety. So it's really about just, yeah, a voice of reason and discussion when it comes to DayZ. And I think it's going great. We're up to our third episode. No, it's now, going really well, mate. I've listened to all three of them. Um, enjoyed them. Not always agreed. Um, yeah, you'll see um, in the comments I put to the last video. Um, yeah, I didn't agree with some of the things that were said, but that's the beauty of a show like yours. If you don't agree, you can voice it. As long as you're respectful to yeah. each other, um, yeah, you should be voicing your opinion. You should be speaking out. Even if people don't agree with you, even if the majority of people don't agree, you're still entitled to your opinion as long as you're respectful about it and not a cunt, basically. Yeah, and that's why we uh, also opened up like the responses to the community thing. We wanted to hear if people disagreed or if people agreed or someone had a thought that we didn't talk about. Yeah. That we should have. Then we give an opportunity for them to respond. Yep. 
and we can talk about it and you know it's like they can share their level thought level-headed thought with us i just love uh, that there are certain people who you always know are going to be um commenting kerbo is one of them um, kerbo i love that man he is amazing i haven't watched much of his content and we haven't talked much but every time i've watched some of his content or we've talked it's been a great conversation oh he's got he's, a voice that makes me go weak at the knees I, uh, I was saying, I think this is the best voice in the DC community. Great. I was going to... I Because I made a like a Christmas DayZ special thing last year. Where uh, I, I killed a man in cold blood. And I regretted it. So I went around trying to give people gifts. And originally I couldn't find anyone. So it was like a lonely Christmas. I couldn't find a single person on the village. And then it was a second part later in the video at the end. That like bookended it. Where I actually found tons of people and had some really funny interactions. In fact, it ended with me helping a brand new player, giving him gifts and sending him on his way. No idea what happened to that man, but I gave him a pretty cool experience originally. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to get Kerbo to voice it. I was going to do like a, a Christmas story rhyming poem thing to it. I was going to get him to voice it, but I uh, didn't have time. And I thought, I'm not going to annoy him like a few days before Christmas to help me out with my dumb Christmas video. But yeah, I think he's got the best voice. Like, he sounds like Santa Claus all year round. <laughs> he's amazing. I'll put a link to his channel, everyone, if you have it. He doesn't do a lot of DayZ stuff now. He still follows DayZ. He's just doing the smart thing like a lot of people. Um, and he's branching out. He's playing a lot of um, farming games, uh, the Farm Simulator one. Um, I see him play, He loves that. his simulators and yeah. survival games. Yep. So, good to him. Um... So you're, you're playing around now with modding? A little bit. A little bit. You're dabbling in it. You're learning, which is good. Always good to learn new skills. Um, something I need to remember at my age. I'm starting to get a bit all grey-haired and dusty in the brain. But tell us what your ultimate modded server would be. Oh. Okay, so... Disregard any chance of this actually performing well on servers. It would take a supercomputer probably to run this. But... A huge map, like this is pie in the sky, never going to happen. Yep. A huge map, probably, I'm not sure if you've seen the video, but there's a video called uh, Expanded Chinaris. It's by Game In Theory. I talked about him on the podcast. But he made this concept of uh, creating more of the Chinaris landscape. And to the adding north, islands yep, I remember you talking sea. about that. It's a really cool concept, and he draws out this awesome satellite map that has uh, a, a, another massive city to the south. Like It's basically another three Chinarises and some island maps. Like, all in one. I imagine that with hundreds of players, boats, helicopters, planes, proper journeys, like journeys that take in cars multiple minutes along roads of just, like, wilderness and farms... Like a realistic length size map where each town is actually kind of... I, wouldn't, I don't want to say scarce. I don't want loot to be scarce, but kind of like you really have to get in and loot. You have to scavenge. You have to get out on your knees and you have to find hordes of zombies. And around the map there would be... You, you can have room for like factions of like actual armies. Like 40 players all geared to the teeth because they've worked. They've put in the hours, possibly days of work try and get to that point it's very pie in the sky and then you can have you know huge farms and actually take over farms and get machinery running and just kind of like i don't know i'd probably call it like 
something like After Civilization. Yep. A, a mod that is very MMO-esque in that it, it simulates a much larger, broader, more realistic world. Um, but I don't know how you'd make that fun. I don't know how you'd make that run on a computer. I don't know how anyone could do that. But if someone could make a massive map with hundreds of players and all these different things going on, that would be the ultimate survival game experience, I think. Very ultimate online or, you know, those, those kind of like yep. very free MMO style. Just give hundreds of people a massive landscape and thousands and thousands of different things to do. Just see what they do. See what becomes of it. The sort ultimate of like social a so- experiment. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, sort of like a social experiment. So, Daisy, as it is right now, how many people do you reckon it needs per server? On Chinaris Plus, I'd say 100. Um, it it kind of depends. Like, on, on PvP servers, I'd say probably 80. But on PvP servers, or like on RP servers, the more the better. Um, because eventually you're going to have, like, half the server inside, you know, certain camps. Like, say, the village, you know, it's, at points would have 30 people in one location. That's half the server in just one small part of the map. Yeah. Makes the rest of the map kind of empty. So you need more players to kind of beef it up. Uh, but, yeah, probably 100 is the golden number. And people might say that's too much, but as long as you can spread out from the coast initially, it'd be fine. Let's face it, you get 30 people um, gathered in any location, almost every server, you're going to end up with about half of those people back on the coast pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's worth saying that most of those people either left or they died. <laughs> What advice would you give to people thinking about buying DayZ, mate? Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Know that it's not the mod. Know that you're not going to have this perfectly flawless experience. It very much is a loot and shoot, and if you don't like two hours of looting to lose it all, you're going to hate the game. Uh, But if you're keen on spending hours putting uh, work into a character just to have it die on you have it be wiped from underneath you or what have you you could and you open yourself up to lots of things that you might consider boring you might find a game that's uh, incredibly unique and interesting and honestly the best in its genre where are you hiding out at um i'm at the green mustache like the the house at the other end of ulsha oh towards the coast no, no, like towards the... I don't I guess it's like just north of where we were last we saw each other. I just went uh, looting around the town. Are you still in Olsha or are you in Svet? Still in Olsha. Okay, coming south. I'll meet you on like, the tarmac road. I can hear another chicken. Still I'm at the oh, well. I have a knife. Get another, another fire going. Come here, chicken. Ugh! We're having Red Rooster. I got a knife for you too. I've got shotgun shells, but I haven't found a shotgun yet. Um, in your opinion, is Daisy going to be the game you hoped it would be when you first heard about the standalone project? Uh, probably. I didn't really have any idea of what a standalone would become. Um, I know I, I kind of just bought the game for what it was. 
at the time. I just saw people on the coast running around meeting each other and having fun and getting in these weird, really intense gunfights and I wanted to be a part of it. So I'd say it's exceeded what I bought by far and I'm just excited to see what happens next. Mate, final question. What can we expect from you in the future? Probably more of the same. Just stories of things that I run into on DayZ. Possibly, I don't want to promise it, more uh, like concepts for mods and systems like the humanity concept video I made. Maybe more of them. Um, and um, I can't promise it's all going to be DayZ either. It might be any random game. You might wake up one day and I have a video of Roblox. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but if you if you like my sense of humor, uh, try it out. Come come along. Coops, I want to thank you, mate. It has been an absolute privilege and an honor to promote you, mate. A fellow Aussie like myself, um, doing good things in the DayZ community. We need more people doing the same, mate. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, there's um, uh, we're a very small community, and at some t uh, at times we don't get the recognition we deserve. Um, that's that 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 is a um, a slight jab at the Daisy Dev team by not sending anyone to um, PAX twice in a row. Right. Sorry to hijack your interview to do that, mate. But <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look. Uh, some people might say the Australian part of the community is a bit small, but. Uh... We are a huge part considering our total population. Oh no, I've killed a lot of zombies. I don't know how many's going to come running. I just figured we should go out in style. I can see one down the road. Oh, I can see a few down the road. It's going to. Also got chicken. But yeah, it was um, uh, it was a privilege to uh, interview you, mate. I did really, really enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you have done some great things, mate, and it is so good to see your channel growing. You've had some amazing videos that have gone viral for you, um, which has been uh, great to see. I'm always happy when a fellow Aussie makes it. You know, we've got Diddy, we've got Young Benfruit now partnered as um, you know primarily uh, Daisy streamers. Um, things are things are looking up for us, mate. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I like DayZ, I like the community, and I want to see it prosper. And that's the way it should be, mate. That's the way it should be. Mate, all the best. I wish you the best, and say goodbye to everyone. Bye-bye. Ciao for now. And we're done. That was good. That was really good, mate. I enjoyed it. I was a bit disappointed. I wanted a whole pile of zombies to come rushing us um, at the end there. I know, I've killed them all, I think. Uh, I went around with the hatchet and I just yeah. really carved them up. Like, there's a few over here though. We got in a Svet. Like, yesterday in Svet, there were hundreds. Yeah. But now nah, I'm going to have to run now, mate. I've got more stuff I've got to get done. Um, got to keep Look the house clean. Is there any down the end here? Yeah, plenty. Look at them all. Shoot through the sky.
coming out of everywhere. I like how there's the one farmer zombie in the house over there that just hasn't bothered to look. Yeah. I think I'm just hanging out, dude. Oh. oh, you shot me! <laughs> oh no, you maybe didn't. I got, definitely got hit by something. Uh-oh. Get on the car! Boy, no! Ah, that's it, I'm gone. <laughs>